This Bible study resource is brought to you by Preacher Man Milo, a nonprofit corporation designed for the preaching and teaching of God's holy word. It's Bible study time here at the Preacher Man Milo podcast. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we will be set free? Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now, this is the word of God. I just read to you the gospel according to John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Our focus today is how our faith is like free gold, and you already know what it is. It's Bible study time here at the Preacher Man Milo Podcast. If it's okay, before I pray, I just want to say, happy Veterans Day. Oh my goodness. Do y'all hear them rap skills? I got bars, y'all. I've been doing this for years. I just got flows. If it's okay, before I pray, I just want to say, happy Veterans Day. I think it's because I'm from Vallejo. You know, you could take the preacher out of Vallejo, but you can't take the Vallejo out the preacher. I got rhymes, y'all. Speaking of rhymes and raps, I plan to deal with a singular rap, the next few Bible studies, not this one, but the ones following. I'll get into that next time we meet. But I do want to say happy Veterans Day right now. Why? Because this podcast, episode number 57, is being recorded for release right around Veterans Day, which for those of you who don't know, November 11th this year, every year is Veterans Day. So I just want to slow down and give a shout out to all of our veterans for the one time. Like if you serve these United States of America with your life, with your sacrifice, your blood, I mean, it's not just you sacrificing, it's your whole family who has to figure life out while you're away protecting this American family. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of not just myself, but all of the listeners here at the Preacher Man Milo podcast. We love you. We thank you. We salute you to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, a fun fact about this ministry, the Preacher Man Milo ministry, I actually modify my podcast for certain holidays, like a theme logo, because I want to show that I support and celebrate the holiday. 
And of course, Veterans Day is one of those holidays. So if you follow me on Facebook, you can see the Preacher Man Milo logo has been modified to be red, white, and blue. It looks kind of Captain America-ish. It's very red flag-ish, but it's my way of saying it's Veterans Day. And if you're listening to this on before or around, just know that I am slowing down to give a shout out to all of you who serve us. And I'm not just doing that. I'm actually going to bring up veterans in today's Bible study because the way that we celebrate our veterans in America, the history of that, it's significant as an illustration to how we celebrate our freedom, not just as Americans, but how we celebrate our freedom as Christians because God sent us Jesus Christ. So we're going to get into that. And at some point you're going to say, what the heck does Veterans Day have to do as an analogy or an illustration for us as Christians? By the end of the study, I will make that plain. So if you're not a veteran, don't forget to tell veterans that you appreciate them, salute them, love them, thank them for their sacrifice, but feel free to send this Bible study to any veteran veterans in your network, because we're going to talk about them a little bit today. And then, of course, get into the scriptures and focus on Jesus and our freedom that's like pure gold because of Jesus. Welcome to the Preacher Man Milo podcast. Guess what? I'm still your host, Preacher Man Milo. Let's pray so we can get into today's study. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. It's your word. It's your will. It's your way. And we just hope that your spirit will guide our heads and hearts today because we don't just want to hear your word. Our goal is to hear it, better understand it, then apply it to our lives. We can bring you more glory with the things that we say, the things that we think, the things that we do, because our heart's desire is to be connected to you and bring you the glory you deserve. We pray as a family in that mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay, you guys, this is a Bible study podcast. We are on episode number 57. This one is called Free Gold, and it starts now. weird thing that happens to me all the time, and I'm sure it's not just me, but it definitely happens to me 
all the time. And this weird thing that happens to me all the time has to deal with just that time. You see, the weird thing that happens to me is that for some strange, unknown reason, I always am compelled to look up at the clock. I don't know why. And when I look at the clock, the time is always the same numbers. Like it can be a.m. or p.m., but for some strange phenomenon, I have to look at the clock. And it always says the same time. And the time might be different for you, but for me, that time is always 11, 11, like it never fails. I look up and like, oh, it's 11, 11. So I've grown to appreciate 11, 11, not just because of that strange phenomenon, but also that's actually the day that we celebrate our veterans, November 11th, 11, 11. So I want to focus on that today. I actually want to give you a few fun facts because remember, Not only is this podcast being recorded for release right on or around Veterans Day, but I think Veterans Day, how we celebrate it, the history of how we celebrate it, is a powerful illustration and a significant segue into how we should celebrate our faith-based freedom as Christians in Jesus. So we'll ultimately make that parallel, that connection. But right now, let me give you a few fun facts about Veterans Day, three of them really quickly. Fun fact number one is that Veteran Day traces back to a day that was all about the number 11. Now, the year was 1918, but on November 11th of 1918, there was an agreement made between America and Germany to basically end, formally end, all the major hostilities that the war was having, you know, World War I. But it wasn't just November 11th. The formal agreement took place 11-11, get this, in the 11th hour at 11 a.m. So it formally took place at 11 a.m. on November 11th, nothing but the number 11. Now, I should tell you that history says that even though the formal agreement occurred at 11 a.m., on 11-11, there were still some fighting throughout the day, but this whole agreement was, hey, let's stop fighting, let's end the war, let's not continue to be hostile towards each other. So that is the celebration, 11 a.m. on 11-11. That's fun fact number one. And let me just clarify about fun fact number one. When I say there was an agreement between America and Germany, it wasn't just America and Germany. There were many countries involved. This was world. War One, so our side of the alliance was Britain, Italy, Japan, France, Russia. Russia got out the alliance in 1917, and that's when these United States came in as an associated power. So when I say America made the agreement, that's because I'm focused on us, not because we're the only ones in the agreement. Okay, so that's it for fun fact number one. And now for fun fact number two, the original holiday focused on the agreement that ended the war. The focus was not placed on our veterans. In fact, the day was initially called Armistice Day. Okay, we made an agreement with Germany called an armistice. And if you don't know what that word means, it's an agreement made by opposing sides in a war to stop fighting. So it's basically a truce. Hey, let's let's call a truce. Let's stop fighting each other. Let's end the major hostilities. Well, there was an agreement made and that agreement was actually made on 1918 11 and so we celebrate every year hey let's celebrate this agreement this event this action that ended the hostilities that ended the war and then a year later in 1919 
on November 11th, our then-President Woodrow Wilson issued a historic address from the White House proclaiming how, you know, it's been a year and a year earlier our enemies laid down their weapons and how we should remember this great day, this great agreement. So the fun fact is we celebrated the actual event, the agreement that ended hostilities, the major hostilities. But fun fact number three is how it changed because Armistice Day was renamed to Veterans Day in 1954, there was this veteran who said, wait a minute, we're now in World War Number 2, so instead of us every year just remembering this one agreement that ended the hostilities, what about the men and women who put their lives in danger all the time to sacrifice their blood, their family, their life, their time for the freedom of America? Let's focus not on simply celebrating the event, the armistice, the agreement. Let's celebrate the people that sacrificed their life, right? And so it switched. And in 1954, the newer president, Dwight Eisenhower, signed into law the formal bill that changed the celebration name from Armistice Day to Veterans Day, where now we say, wait a minute, it's not just this one historic agreement we celebrate where this World War I agreement ended the major hostilities, but let's focus on those who give their lives. Now, even though it changed in 1954, the day wasn't always November 11th. The way that it was set up, it was changing different days in October. But in 1978, it officially was confirmed that we're going to celebrate this Veterans Day every day on November 11th, 11-11. Isn't that cool? And guess what? 1978, when that change was made, it's actually the year that I was born. So in the year that I was born, they made this 11-11 change. And I wonder if that's why I keep looking at the clock and it's always 11-11. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that for 67 years from 1954 to the present, 2021, we have been focusing our celebration not on the armistice or the agreement that America and Germany made in 1918, but rather all the veterans who sacrificed their life, their time, their families, and everything for our freedom. So I want to say one more time as we finish this cool little Veterans Day lesson that we thank you. If you're a veteran listening or you're the spouse of a veteran or the parent of a veteran or the child of a veteran, we're just so very thankful for our veterans. We love you. We thank you. We salute you for fighting for our freedom and sacrificing your life in that way. Okay. I also want to say that this history of Veterans Day is a kind of history that helps us see this powerful illustration, this significant segue of how I suggest we should celebrate our faith-based freedom as Christians in Jesus Christ. And again, I'll make that plain by the end of the study. And speaking of freedom, I don't want to forget about that song that I chose to play to begin this study. That was Jill Scott. Doesn't she just sound so wonderful? Such a beautiful voice. Her song is called Golden, and what she's basically saying is that she's living her life like it's golden, but she's doing that because of her freedom. She keeps reiterating, it's the freedom that I'm taking off the shelf. It's the freedom that I'm putting in my car. She's basically saying my freedom is the gas that drives me forward. I'm living a free life, and because I'm free, my life is golden. And I chose that song not just because it's so generally applicable to free gold, right? The freedom that we have in God and how it's like gold. We're going to get into that. But in this song, she makes room to make sure she says, wait a minute, 
My freedom is because of God. The verse I haven't played yet, but I'm going to play in a moment, says that I was born into my freedom, so it's natural for me, but I'm actually strumming my freedom. My freedom is the God inside of me, and I hope I bring him glory. I hope he's proud of me. So she didn't forget about God and the freedom she has that she's living, and we shouldn't forget about God. He's actually the reason for our freedom. So let's listen to that verse as we focus on our faith-based freedom, turn our attention to today's Spotlight Scriptures, and because of Jesus, live in our life like it's golden. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going, but you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one, but if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Now, I just read to you the gospel according to John chapter 8, verses 12 through 18. And you might remember, this is not where our spotlight scriptures are. Our Spotlight scriptures are further along, same chapter, verses 31 through 36. But I'm reading these for context because context helps us understand what's going on. Of course, we can't unpack everything that's happening here practically or spiritually or theologically, but we're setting up the context so we can get a better understanding of our spotlight scriptures. So, what did we just read? Well, Jesus is making it plain that he is something out of this world. He says, listen, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you'll never walk in darkness because you'll be with the light of life. He is saying, I'm out of this world. That's verse 12. And then when Jesus speaks, you have that group of people who have to challenge him. The Pharisees are these religious leaders that often challenge Jesus. They say, listen, What you're saying isn't valid. Here you are testifying as your own witness. Our law does not work that way. Our law says that you have to have two witnesses to establish truth. And then Jesus responds by correcting these challengers and says, listen, you're not getting it. I'm telling you that I'm out of this world. I'm telling you that I'm from a different place. You have no idea where I come from. And obviously you're trying to use these human rules and human standards for this spiritual truth. But you know what? Fine. 
I'll let you use it because your own law says that two witnesses establish a truth. They must testify. Well, I'm out of this world. So my truth allows me to testify for myself because I have that power to do that. But my witness, my second witness is the father who sent me because I was sent by the father. I stand with the father. So there what I'm telling you is true. Now, this is important because the challengers are often confused because Jesus is speaking out of this world from a whole nother vantage point, the vantage point of heaven, not human. And the next two verses explains how this exchange continues. Let's read verses 19 through 20 together. Then they asked him, where is your father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where the offerings were put, yet no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Jesus said, listen, you don't know either of the witnesses because if you knew one, you knew the other. I am sent from the Father. I stand with my Father. We are one. So if you don't understand him, you don't understand me, because if you knew either of us, you would know both of us. He is breaking it down for them. And I, I give you that context because Jesus says, listen, I was sent from the Father. I stand with the Father. So he's saying, listen, I am the Son of God. I am the true Son of Man, the Son of God. Me and the Father are one. I was sent by the Father. I stand with the Father. You can't separate us. And that's important because this father thing is contextually valuable to what we're going to focus on today. Of course, the next verses, verses 21 through 30 in the same chapter focuses on a dispute over who Jesus is. And the bottom line is these Pharisees who are challenging Jesus, they just didn't understand. And that's what is being explained in the following verses, verses 27 through 30. Let's read that together now. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone for I always do what pleases him. Even as he spoke, many believed him. Okay, you guys, good job. We just summarized a lot of scripture, right? We summarized verses 12 through 30 in this chapter 8 of the Gospel of John to give context to the scriptures we're going to read next and focus on verses 31 through 36. So what did we just read? What we read was that Jesus was explaining who he was. He was challenged by some religious leaders. He corrected them. But as he's correcting them, when Jesus is speaking, he notices that many believe him. So now we turn to verse 31, the first of our spotlight scriptures, where now Jesus is saying, okay, I'm not going to spend my time with those who continue to challenge me all the time. He's going to focus on those who believe him. And here's what verse 31 says. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Okay? If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. First of all, to the Jews who had what? Believed him. I want you to understand that whether you're a Jew back then in Jesus' day or it's a you right now in 2021, 
you're either going to believe Jesus or challenge everything about him, right? Like you either fit on one of the two sides. Are you a believer or a challenger, right? And of course, Jesus, the authority from heaven, the truth can challenge any challenger and correct any challenger. But at the end of the day, it's those who believe him that follow him. And that's what he's saying. To those who believe me, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Now he's saying, if you hold to my teachings, what he's saying is, listen, because you believe me, that alone doesn't make you my disciple. You actually have to hold to my teachings. Remember the same Jesus in the gospel of John, like seven chapters later from where we're at now, John 15, the first eight verses, Jesus says, listen, I'm the true vine. My father's the gardener. But if you remain in me, you stay and abide in what I'm teaching you. That's how you produce fruit. You're not going to produce anything apart from me. He's saying the same thing here in a different way. If you hold to my teachings, if you remain connected and do what I say, and you stay in it and faithful to it, then that's what makes you my disciples. Now, what is a disciple? I like to say disciples break down into three categories. Number one, you're a follower of Jesus. Number two, you're a student of Jesus. And number three, you are a subject of Jesus. Now, what does that mean? Well, you're a follower of Jesus because Jesus is your leader. And you're a student of Jesus because Jesus is your teacher. And you're a subject of Jesus because Jesus is your king, right? You follow your leader. Students learn from their teacher and they obey their king. He is our Lord. He is our king. He is our leader. He's our teacher. So disciples say, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go in the direction that you're telling me to go. I'm going to learn from you. I'm going to hold to your teachings and apply them to my life. And I'm going to remember that you're my king. I'm going to obey you and focus on being obedient to you. Okay. So that's what's going on there. Uh, Really quickly, a shout out to Revival Center in Vallejo. That's my home church. And my home church is doing a big push on discipleship. One of the pastors there, Pastor Ricky J, is leading a discipleship push. So if you go to revivalcenter.org slash disciple, because listen, a lot of my listeners are around the world, but there's a handful of you who listen from Vallejo. I love you. Can't wait to see you again. But if you go to revivalcenter.org slash disciple, you can learn about this program, which I think is predominantly virtual right now. And you, even if you're in Alaska or Texas, could connect with the team and just kind of weekly on Mondays go over the Bible and have fellowship with the Revival Center family, okay? So I'm offering that to you, and shout out to those of you at Revival Center who are participating in that, okay? Now, with that said, Jesus says, those who hold my teachings are truly my followers, my students, my subjects. And then in verse 32, he says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, right? Remember, this same Jesus in the same gospel, chapter 14 at verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life, right? So if he's the way, the truth and the life, he's saying, if the truth will set you free, I'm the truth. Jesus is the one who will set you free. We then go to verse 33. It says this, They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Now, I want you to stay mindful that in verse 33, when they say they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves, they are the Jewish 
people who were listening to Jesus but believed him. Because remember, in the context of chapter 8, Jesus is saying who he is. I am the light of the world. And then he's challenged by these Pharisees, and they challenge him. And Jesus has a dialogue with them. But at verse 30, the scripture says that as Jesus spoke, many believed him. And so in verse 31, he began speaking to the Jews who had believed him. And so this question comes from the Jewish people who believe Jesus, but still don't fully understand what he's saying. And what they say is, wait a minute, we're descendants of Abraham. We have never been slaves. This is a common theme in the Bible. You read it, especially in Matthew chapter 3, when John the Baptist was baptizing in the jungle of Judea in the wilderness, and he said to the Pharisees that came to look at him, hey, don't bring up that whole we're children of Abraham stuff because God, he can make children of Abraham from rocks if he wanted to. So it's like a superiority thing. But basically what they're asking is, hey, listen, we are descendants of Abraham. We are not slaves. So how can you say we need to be set free? The only people that need to be set free are slaves. And then Jesus, the way that only he can, answers that in verse 34. Jesus replies, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Let me say it again. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. So when Jesus says everyone, he causes them, the hearers, to look at it individually they know they all sin. In fact, the Jewish law even said for Moses, the Ten Commandments and all the different laws, we need to have rituals to cleanse ourselves from our sins annually and often because we do sin. So if you sin, Jesus says you're a slave to sin. And we look at this not just individually, but practically, right? Like, aren't we slaves to sin if we sin? People say, oh, no, I could stop sinning whenever I want to. Well, just start today right? Don't use any bad words today. Don't become angry today. Don't operate out of selfishness today. Like, don't lust after anything today. Don't do anything that violates God today. Like, no, if you sin, your system is built around practicing sin. You're a slave to it. You need something greater than you to break that cycle. And that thing greater is Jesus. And he explains that beautifully in verses 35 and 36. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I love that because, of course, we read the earlier verses. Jesus is explaining that he's the true son of God, the son of man. Him and the father are one. He was sent from the father. He stands with the father and he says, listen, you are a slave to sin. Even the descendants of Abraham know that. But freedom comes through the son. Listen, a son is part of the family. The son of the king is royalty. So the son tells the slave, you can go. You are free. Well, you're really free because the son has the authority to set you free. Jesus is teaching that he has that authority. Isn't that wonderful? Hey, you guys, you did a great job. You just went over five or six verses, but you actually summarized much of chapter eight. So I had fun doing that with you. Let's now close out and learn the two major things we got to know about our faith-based freedom because of Jesus. And not only that, let's see why this veteran thing I talked about is important to us. Let's do that together right now. 
So now we've come to the point in our podcast where we focus on application, taking what we've learned and better understand how we can live it out. Let's do that now. Here are the two points where our faith-based freedom really is like free gold. Are you ready? Here's the two points. Number one, our faith in Jesus is what sets us free. And number two, our faith in Jesus is better than gold. Let me say it again for those in the back. Number one, our faith in Jesus is what sets us free. And number two, our faith in Jesus is better than gold. That's what free gold is all about. And let's break these two things down really quickly. The first point is our faith in Jesus is what sets us free. That's really what Jesus was teaching in John chapter 8, right? He exclaims that point in the 36th verse. He says, listen, if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. He's saying the Son, unlike a slave, the Son has the authority to give you your freedom. He is the Son of God. That's what he's saying. He is the one that sets us free, and it's our faith in him. Remember, it was those who believed Jesus and Hail to his teachings that were his true disciples, true followers, true students, true subjects. It's about believing. It's our faith, our belief in Jesus, who he is, what he's done that sets us free. But that begs the question, free from what? Like, what am I free from? It's a very simple answer. We are free from a slavery to sin, right? Which is what Jesus taught before he said that. He said, When they said, you know, we're descendants of Abraham, we're not slaves. Why do we need to be free? Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. So he's freed us from the slavery of sin. Why? Because he never sinned. He was able to live his life sin-free, but not only that, pay the price so that his blood would be shed to cover our sins so we could turn away from our hostility with God, our war with God, and find peace in our with our Creator because Jesus paid the price for us, okay? Let's bear that out. Uh, Galatians 5 verse 1 says, For freedom in Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. The yoke of slavery meaning your bondage connected to slavery. Further in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, the word says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Listen, we've been set free, so our freedom is not to fall into the slavery of sin, but to love each other the way God loves us and teaches us to love him and each other. First Peter chapter 2, verse 16, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. I couldn't say it better than that. Paul might, in Romans chapter 6, verse 22, the Apostle Paul says, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and it ends in eternal life. Oh, what beautiful, beautiful truth. What it's saying here is not only are we free from the slavery of sin because of Jesus, but our destiny to death has been destructed because we get eternal life through Jesus, right? So it's like, now that I'm free from the sin of slavery, I'm still a slave, but I'm God's slave. I've been purchased with a price. And now what I bear, what I produce, the fruit leads to me being more like Jesus. I'm being sanctified and it ultimately leads to everlasting eternal life with the Father, thanks to the Son who set us free, free from the slavery of sin. 
So our first point, our faith in Jesus is what sets us free. And point number two, our faith in Jesus is better than gold. I just need one verse to flesh that out. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7, So that the tested genuineness of our faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Bottom line, when your faith is genuine and it gets tested, it proves itself to be true faith because it results in you giving God praise, glory, and honor. Why? Because the truth of Jesus has been revealed to you. You believe in him. You know him. You know your freedom from slavery of sin, your freedom from a destiny of death has been given to you, and you can live your life like pure gold, free gold because of Jesus. Which brings me back to Veterans Day, because what did we do historically? We celebrated Veterans Day because of the act, the event that happened, but then we changed it to celebrate the people that sacrificed, those that sacrificed their lives. Well, we should do both here as Christians. That's the powerful illustration, right? Number one, the act or the event that gave us our peace, no longer having war with God, was that Jesus was sent to earth, right? He came. That's the good news. That's the gospel. The light of the world has come to bring us out of darkness, to free us. That is the event. But Jesus is not just the event. He's also the person who sacrificed, who gave his life, his blood, who avoided sin, who lived cleanly and holy and perfectly to glorify God, not just by his life, but by giving up his life for you and me so that we can be free. And you know what they say, if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. So go ahead and take your freedom and live your life like it's free and it's golden, like it's free gold in Jesus name. been listening to another Bible study episode on the Preacher Man Milo podcast. And in a moment, Milo is going to close out with prayer and final thoughts. Now, if you liked this episode, it would be a good idea to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next one. Thanks for listening. Now here is Pastor Milo to close us out in prayer. Father God, we love you. We praise you. And we just say thank you for our freedom, Father God. We are free because you sent us Jesus. We are free from the slavery of sin. We are also free from the sting of death. We know that we don't have to serve sin. We can, by faith, serve you, be in right relationship with you, right fellowship with you. But also, instead of death having the victory, we have access to everlasting life because of you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for this freedom that our faith has given us. We're going to live our life with the freedom that glorifies you, that makes you proud of us because we know you, we see you, we believe you, and we love you. We pray as a family in that mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. All right, you guys, for Heavenly Homework, I'm going to recommend that you read John chapter 8 because you might get a better appreciation for that chapter now that we've done this study. So go ahead and do that. 
And if you want to do some more, go ahead and read John chapters one through seven, like get the first eight chapters of the gospel of John in your head and heart and watch the spirit of God reveal some really awesome things to you. Okay. I love you. I'm glad you're here. I'm excited about next time. Don't forget to tell veterans that you love them. You notice them, you appreciate them. And until next time, go with God and make it a happy day in Jesus name.